Hello and welcome to Tea and Business Lounge podcast episode 3. My name is Elira and today I have with me Wing Yang Man, millennial coach. We will talk about millennials, who they are, what are the challenges and opportunities. Welcome Wing. It's Thank you. It's so nice to have you here today. Thank you. So how did you get your current job? I studied engineering. I'm a civil engineer at heart. And, and then I graduated as a master of science. And I wanted to work in a corporate, big corporate. I think that was what I thought was success, you know, and the big jobs and all that. So I went into corporate consultancy, uh, mostly on IT. And because I understood how the company worked and uh, I knew what I wanted to do in the company, I was very fast in growing in the company and have a career there. At some point when I was at a really high position, I think definitely for the amount of years that I had experience with and the, the age back then I was I think was 27. Some people told me, hey, maybe you should go to see the company doctor. And I didn't understand why, because, of course, I was stressed. But, you know, I had a good job and I was uh, having all these important meetings with important people. And, uh, yes, I'm stressed, but I saw all the other people around me were also stressed. So why would I be different? And I went there and then they said at some point... I think you are in a burnout. And I thought, wow, I, I, I thought burnout would be for people that couldn't get out of bed anymore. But I was perfectly able to do sports. I was uh, meeting my friends still. I was going holidays. So I didn't understand how I got burned out. And I think that is the danger of getting burned out. You don't realize it because when you are, let's say, in survival mode, you're constantly productive. And only when you really take a step back, then your body would say, okay, right now, I'm allowed to rest. And then it really comes. And then you really realize that you're mentally exhausted. Then um, I saw a lot of other young people like me, not per se getting burned out, but lose a lot of energy in the company. Basically, they started with maybe a traineeship. They were young and ambitious. And then maybe in half a year, year, their spirit just died down at some point. And I was like, wow, this is kind of sad because we're in our 20s and this should be the time where we should be living our lives and be so happy. But no, they were just let's say a bit numb they just thought well okay this is the job that I have I'm not really inspired by it but you know I'm making money so this is it apparently and when I took a step back I thought for my own confidence I wanted to start my own company and I wanted to use this experience of my own burnout to inspire other people not to get burned out. What is your job and what is the purpose of it? I'm a founder of 3310 School for Millennials And how I founded it is uh, that I saw a lot of people from my age, which are millennials, well, they miss certain skills that we did not learn in school and how to survive in this world. I think we grew up with technology, but technology has developed so fast. And at school, we were not prepared for the things that came with these technologies and the changes that we see right now in the world. For example, when internet came up, everything was more available, more instantly available. And more so connecting More connecting, yes, also. And um, you see that there are more choices, for example, nowadays. Instead of how I looked at my parents, that they had to choose where to go on holiday. Yeah. We can just say, well, next week I just want to be there and buy a ticket. So it's a totally different mindset. And I think with all these choices and the things that go so fast right now that uh, we did not learn the things that we should have learned at school. And with the school, I would like to prepare at least this generation 
I would call it the in-between generation, to learn these skills to be more confident and more self-reflective, to be more aware of what you really want instead of just following others. Yeah, so can you tell more about this in-between generation? Well, there's official term, Milanus, when you were born between 1981 and 2000. As you can see, that's a really wide range in age already. Uh, I think the oldest will be right now 38, and then the youngest will be 18. So also, of course, in uh, human development, when you're 18, you make different choices or you deal with different things when you're 38. But what I would say, this generation is still born with growing up in an analog world. 30 to 10, what my school stands for, the, the Nokia. Well, most for most of the people, it's the first phone. We know how it is not to live with a mobile phone, but right now we cannot live without it. And that transition, I think, is very characterizing. This generation is also the first generation that, let's say, go to the job market in that sense with these technologies and the changes in the businesses. That also has a lot of consequences, I would say, in how we live and how we work nowadays. So what are key characteristics of millennials? I think if you look at the characteristics this is how how we grew up with is that we are always multitasking because we grew up with technology we can do many things at the same time and we're always busy in our heads with something else so you can see it in how for example we watch Netflix you probably watch Netflix but you're also working on your phone or you're even checking your emails for your work or I don't know what you're doing maybe you're cooking so we're constantly doing multiple things at the same time which is a strength because it makes you accomplish a lot of things, but it also could be harmful for the focus because it's hard to focus at some point and then you might not get always things done. And also your head might be overworked in that sense. Yeah. Another thing is that we do like flexibility. We need to be free. We don't want to be limited with the choices. We grew up in a world with choices and therefore we want these choices always being there. The downside of that part is that too many choices, of course, you will never be happy with the choice that you make because you always compare your choice with other other results. But we don't want to be limited, at least. Right. If you say uh, right now you uh, have, let's say, um, 10 types of milks and we say tomorrow you only have two, actually, it would probably be healthier, but it would not be preferred by millennials, I know. Another thing is that we see everyone as equal, as in there is less authority. Everybody is a person. We all see each other as in you have your strengths, you have your talents, you have your personality. And there is, even though if you might be a top at some firm or your peer, we all communicate in the same way, in a very informal way, because it's easiest for us to do. You see that probably in how we started communicating on Amazon is very informal and we like to keep that vibe. Another characteristic I would say is that that we want all kinds of success. So we want the old values, the money, the status, the security, but on the other hand, we want the purpose, the happiness, the striving to make the world better. I would say everything is that we wanted. And I think our last characteristic, a key characteristic, is that we strive for impact, have our own identity, and to really leave something behind. I wouldn't say that any other generation doesn't have it, but we want to do things on our own. We want to accomplish something. We don't want to have things being given to us anymore. And that 
the downfall is that because we want to do everything by ourselves, we don't like to ask for help and we don't like to say no or we don't like to show weakness because it means that even though you had all these things that has been given to you, you still did not succeed. And that's what I see a lot in a workplace that it's hard to ask for help or to actually say that you don't like you're scared to maybe get fired or that people think you're weak or that you cannot do it but actually creating these boundaries of course by saying what you don't like and what you do like creates more clarity also for the other person to help you and to help you where you want to become yeah what do you think in the business world and organization are millennials more the challenge or more opportunity Oh, it's an opportunity. <laughs> and we talked so many about the challenges. <laughs> there there are so many challenges, but I would say uh, you need the millennial generation. Like I said uh, from the start, it's a transition generation. And uh, they are basically the bridge between, let's say, the analog and the digital. So they understand how all processes worked and how to, for example, when we had MS-DOS, we do understand a bit of computer. And they understand a new generation where they come from, and you need them to be that bridge and to translate that uh, into a new world. Right. So you mentioned about this identity that for millennials, job becomes more identity thing, not just the work making money. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on that? If you look for millennials, I think, well, most of the millennials have studied, and we have a lot of life experience already. If you compare it in that sense with our parents, because we could have traveled a lot, I wouldn't say there's a lot of life experience, of course, but that comes with the years. That's a different thing. Because we know how it is to basically already enjoy life, then we also want to enjoy the work. Because, uh, like I said, working doesn't stop at 5 p.m. anymore. It goes on the whole day and probably, yeah, then, then you want to feel connected. And the importance there is you want to develop yourself more. I would say for millennials, that's a big value to learn how to deal with yourself, to learn what you feel that's right for you, how to make better choices. Yeah. So what are the key challenges millennials are facing at work in your point of view? Well, what you can see if you look at big companies, of course, change is hard. I think uh, if you compare, of course, with a startup and to a corporate, is that the startup, everything's more free, it's innovative and everything's more fun or at least more informal. And when you become bigger and you scale up, you of course, you want to have processes in place because you want to scale up, you want to be bigger. So there needs to be rules, there need to be standards, and you need order, basically. What you see with bigger companies, they have that order right now. But in a world that is changing so fast, with technology mostly, you don't know how it's going to be in five years. But the companies cannot change as fast because they're already fixed in that sense. And I think when millennials come to a company, they would think, well, they're used to change all the time. So they would see like, oh, yeah, this company that I go with, probably everything that I want right now is going to happen in the next, let's say, year or two. But these processes just don't change as fast as we think we, uh, we would. The challenging part is to have that patience and to realize, okay, when I do something here right now, it might take a couple of years to actually develop or it might take a couple of years to actually uh, come to a result. As millennials, we're not used to that. We're definitely an on-demand generation. We want things now because we are so used to have everything now and uh, have everything at hand. Then we become impatient and frustrated. That struggle between these different generations not understanding each other, that the millennials want things faster and the older generation just thinks, well, you know, sometimes you just need to 
take time, actually, sometimes time is a good thing. I think that also frustrates a lot and there's a lot of miscommunication there. And I can see that a lot in the world. So what are the key struggles for baby boomers or their managers, how they are dealing with this and what are they frustrated? I would say I've done a couple generation workshops where we put different generations in one room. And what I've seen, there actually is understanding among each other. And also the values are not as much different from any other generation because we are humans and we have certain needs. For example, recognition, we want to belong, we, we want to be happy with ourselves and uh, we will identify with our workplace. But I think the way to reach all these things and these values is different. So what I've seen with the older generations, for example, they have been taught that you grow in a company, in one company, basically a job for life. So you start from the bottom, you work your way up. The younger generation doesn't see it like this. Basically, we've grown up with Google. All the information that we think is there, we just can Google it, right? If you don't know, ask Google. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, and... Uh, And I would say that I think with that difference, we don't assume so much from older generations. Because if you look back in uh, in the millennials' childhood, where we were raised with internet, uh, our parents were working, but we had a lot of time at hand to be on the internet and to search for things. And even our parents came to us to un to understand how internet works and how to how to send an email, for example. So we see people more as equal because. Apparently, older doesn't always mean wiser. I wouldn't say that's uh, not true, but I think with that mentality, we don't like to be assumed what other people tell us because we can look it up ourselves. And we do want to learn what I've seen that the older generation might think that you don't want to learn anything because they don't assume anything that they say. We do want to learn. We just want to learn in our own way. And I think the base for that is because We've been giving so much. We grew up in wealth. We could buy anything. We could travel anywhere. We can study what we wanted. And right now, all that wealth, it feels like it's been given. And we don't feel like we actually made it ourselves. And now I think we have a time where we want to do it ourselves and really have the feeling, okay, I accomplished something. And when someone tells us, hey, this is how you should do it. And this is what I've always been done for the next 20 years. Then it doesn't feel that you've accomplished it yourself anymore either then you, it feels like you needed some help again and then you feel weak. So we want to figure it out ourselves. Yeah, how to, how to get there, basically. So what is your practical tip for older generations? How to manage this? <laughs> Because we're bringing the issue, but like what to do with it? Yes. In, well, always offer it. Never push your knowledge to them. Don't see them as your unequal. See them as equal. We all have our own authority. We all have our own talents and our own strengths. And as an older generation, offer your help and ask, not telling, but mostly asking. Well, work-related questions will be like, how do you do this? And why do you do this? And uh, tell me what you need from me to bring you further, for example. Yeah, so in other words, seek to understand instead of inform. Yes, because at some point when you get respect from a millennial, they will listen to you. But it's, the first part is getting that respect and you usually don't get as much respect as you want if you just tell them what to do. Yeah, for millennials, it's not about titles anymore. It's not about status anymore. They respect you because of who you are and what you bring on a table instead yes. of, you know, what title you hold. Yes. The hard part with millennials is uh, we do actually value things that we grew up with 
from our parents. Our parents have told us, you know, being successful is you are educated, you get a good job, you get a house, you start a family, all that, basically the old values. But millennials come to the workplace in a new world where things are more driven on purpose, on having impact, on being happy and your identity. So I think the difficulty with millennials is that we want it all. We do want the, you know, the status, actually. We do want the status. We do want the money. We do want the security. But on the other hand, we also want the happiness and everything being great and living my life as I want to. And I think that is the struggle because at some point you have to realize that you cannot have it all. And that is, of course, not uh, what millennials want to hear, that they cannot have it all because they were raised that they can't have it all. So that uh, feels like a failure if you cannot have it. If you look right now... Millennials feel that they are uh, to blame for themselves, that they couldn't get the job that they wanted, even though they studied and maybe had like two or three masters. It's not always their fault, but they feel like they have failed because they were raised with an idea that if you get a diploma, you will probably get success. And that is not the case anymore. Right. So what is your tip and advice for millennials themselves? We talked about how to manage them, but how can they manage themselves better? I would say... Take more time to listen to yourself. It's really hard and just to be offline for for a couple of times a day. I think the problem is with our generation that we never sit still. And if we sit still, we take our phone. We're always online. Really just be offline and just breathe in and just feel like, how do I feel like right now? Do I feel good or bad? It doesn't matter. It's more being conscious of how you feel like, because once you are more aware of that, you also usually know the answer. So if you don't feel so good, you know what to do. But if you don't take the time to do that, then you probably don't acknowledge your feelings and you're just running away from them. And at some point you might get burned out because your body is keep telling you that you need some rest, but you're just not listening to it. To come back to yourself and listen to yourself and to see who you are in this moment of circumstances. Yeah, and I think it's hard because even though I think rationally we all know that social media, in in that sense, is not healthy that we compare each other with someone else's image. And we also know that the image that we see online is not always the truth. But I think emotionally we do get affected by that. We do feel like when we see a picture with someone on the beach, you think, hey, why am I not there? Or when someone, uh, I don't know, started their own company, you would think, why am I not starting my own company? Just shut yourself off from that comparison and to think, what do you find important? I know it's easier to follow when there's so many examples to follow. There's so many ways to live your life, but to really choose how you want to live your life, I think that takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength. But once you have that, it also gives you more energy and therefore I think you're happier. Only you are your own comparison, right? Yes. And yeah, the problem with millennials is that we strive for a certain approval because there are no standards anymore where we can live up to. Basically, for a lot of the millennials, they're the first generation that get to study. And uh, so you're already in some ways more successful than your previous generation. And then you don't know what is success at some point anymore because you already achieved that. And then you compare yourself maybe with your parents. And then, yeah, you might realize when you're at the end of your 20s that you still don't have a house or a family. Yeah, that is kind of hard. I think for millennials, is now is the time to create the standards, the new standards of to how to live your life, because it's going to be, I think, in that sense, a better world because it's becoming more about happiness and purpose. And you need to set the example for the next generation to live up by that and not to follow just the old values that we were raised with. I like that. 
let's talk about that coming generation. So how millennials are different from generation, what they call it, Gen Z. Mm-hmm. So, and what are their characteristics? I wouldn't say I'm an expert on Generation Z, but what I could see that they're, of course, even more tech savvy than the millennial generation. Everything is definitely more instant for them. And the thing I think I'm afraid of is that millennials at least have a certain luxury to make mistakes without getting exposed. When they were a teenager and growing out or experimenting with finding their boundaries, let's say drinking, for example, during your days when you were a student, for millennials, it was a certain safe space still because you wouldn't be afraid that a picture would show up online or be on YouTube because there was no platform yet. Nowadays, I would say everything is more exposed because you have more comparison. And of course, you're still very young in that sense, easily influenced by what other people think and what other people do. You are, I would say, more afraid to make mistakes. And when you are not making mistakes, of course, you don't learn as much. When you get a setback, then it's becoming really hard because you're not used to deal with setbacks. You see that with the millennial generation a little bit already. So, for example, with burnouts, I think the pressure you put on yourself to prove yourself that you are successful in the in the picture of what you've been taught at, so being successful in a job, have, have a lot of money and all that, and not being able to do that, that is a setback and costs a lot of energy for people to realize that actually maybe that life is not for me, but at least I don't live up to the standards that people uh, expected from me. Mm-hmm. And that is a real big setback. And that's, I think, one of the causes of burnout. And when you have a younger generation that's really not used to having these mistakes, I would say it would be very hard for them, even if it's a small setback, for example, get rejected by someone or rejected for a job. I think that would be really hard for them. Yeah, because they're even less trained to have resilience. Yeah, having an opinion already is different than the generations before. As in, right now, we in the world are in a bit of a, I wouldn't say chaos, I think it's good chaos, but we're setting new boundaries in what is right and wrong. Basically, if you look at, for example, the gender discussion or the hashtag MeToo, there is a lot of discussion on what is right and wrong and to be more inclusive. And I think the next generation, in that sense, more striving for more inclusion. Everybody is okay with who they are. But that also maybe blurs the line in what is really right and wrong because everybody apparently, when they feel something or think something, it's okay to feel that. But some things are just not right because Mm -hmm. it might hurt people. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So where do you think the world is going with all those generation shifts and what I think are the trends towards long-term future? That's a good question, actually. I mostly look at the millennial generation. I would say right now what I see with millennials that are, let's say, having a first, well, let's say second or third job right now, so the bit the older generation, I think they have the feeling that they really worked really hard for success that they've maybe had since they were young or when they were a student, have that good job, have the position, have all that, and might realize right now, maybe this is not it. There's, we're getting more conscious as in, maybe it doesn't make me happy, even though I've worked so hard for it, I have this idea that I need to become this, and now I have become this, I might not be so happy. Yeah, because we know that old ways of definition of success doesn't work, what you said, but we don't know so um, what else? Yeah, no. So we are pioneering the way, redefining how the world runs, yes. what is important and values and purpose. Yeah. I think the good thing about that is that 
millennials should also realize that we are very young still and that we actually have succeeded already in so many aspects in life. So there's still a lot to learn and to come and not to be afraid to strive for what really makes you happy because you still have a lot of years. We'll probably never stop working. I think, <laughs> uh, well, if you look at that, not that we don't want to work, but it's more like, like I said, it becomes more of a lifestyle. And I think... Uh, we all want to contribute. Any human wants to contribute. And I think for millennials, it's even more, like I said, because we want to achieve something on our, uh, on our own. That mentality will not stop. Even though you're at the retirement age, we still have the mentality I did, that you still want to have impact. Yeah, and you want to learn and yeah. grow. Yeah. So what would be your best tip to make the world a better place? <laughs> The best tip. Such a millennial question, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to make the world a better place, I would say, well, there are a couple of things. So one is it's all about communication and to have more compassion towards each other and yourself. Be more offline. What I see is that we communicate so much more digitally, which is faster. But we all know that human contact really is more valuable, more valuable than anything. I think there needs to be definitely more trust. Uh, I always compare it with when we were younger and we had to meet with someone. We call up someone and say, okay, let's meet there, right? Then we just trust the other person to show up. And nowadays, when we meet each other, well, we text, oh, I'm going to meet there. We send our location. We already send our location, how I'm traveling. So someone can already see the updates where you're traveling. And when you're there, you already say, I'm here. You don't even take the time to really wait for five minutes and to see if someone shows up. So I think we need, we want that security. But I would say if you trust other people more that, that they do the right thing, or at least what they think is right, then there will be less pressure. And I think when you open up more and be more vulnerable to each other and show more compassion to each, each other, you always reach common ground. That relationship will be very valuable because I think a lot of millennials feel lonely because they think that they are the only ones that have certain thoughts or certain problems, but we are all figuring it out. And having each other and knowing that other people have the same thing is so nice because at some point, even though the millennial generation doesn't like to be called millennial because we want to feel special, I do think we all want to belong. And I think that's a good way to belong. So to summarize, millennials are people who grew up with technology. And even though they don't like to be categorized or labeled, the key characteristics are they really multitasking all the time. They like flexibility and freedom of choice. They see everyone as equal. They're having a bit allergy to hierarchy and authority. They respect people because of who they are. And they want all kind of success. What we discussed, all values plus new ways of being and new ways of defining success. Millennials need to learn a little bit more patience with the change and implementation because they are on demand and they used to have everything on demand. They need to learn ask for help more and allow the help more and advices because they don't want to be told what to do and they don't want to be given wealth and success because they want to figure it out themselves and create success themselves. So the best tip for managers would be seek to understand and treat them like equal. And the best tip for millennials is stop, connect to yourself, stop comparing yourself to other people and a lot of possibilities and decide every moment who you truly are and want to be.
and open up and be more vulnerable because we all want to belong. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, leave a comment and subscribe for future episodes. And remember, if you want to create a better world, it starts first with knowing and realizing what kind of world you want to live in.